It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. Last night, Monday Night Football. Oh my goodness. Especially from a betting perspective or just a downright football perspective, the Buffalo Bills continue to disappoint. Another inexcusable loss by the Buffalo Bills as they lose 24 to 22 to the Denver Broncos. To Denver! The Denver Broncos, the same team that gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. The Denver Broncos, the same team that lost to the Raiders. The Denver Broncos, the same team they got beat down by the Washington Commanders. The Denver Broncos, the same team that lost to the lowly New York Jets. Yeah, those Denver Broncos. Yes, they beat Kansas City. They're playing better football now. But still, last night, they should have lost that game. And I'll tell you why. The Buffalo Bills killed themselves and those who bet on them whether it was laying seven money line teasers killed them all happy night for the books four turnovers opening play of the game buffalo gets kickoff runs first play little swing pass to cook what's he do fumble turnover denver turns into points Josh Allen, one fumble, two interceptions, all leading to Broncos points last night. But here's the worst part. As bad as they played last night, they had a chance to win at the end of the game. Yes, they did. We'll set the scene for you if you didn't watch it. Trailing 21 to 15, less than two minutes to go. Josh Allen sprints into the end zone for a touchdown. PAT good. And the reason why I say PAT good, because for the Broncos, PAT no good, not once, but twice last night. PAT good. Buffalo leads 22-21. And you think, that should be it. All you need is one stop now with a minute 50 to go. Well, didn't happen that way, did it? No. They just need to play defense. And they had an opportunity. Third and 10 for midfield. Russell Wilson goes back to pass under an all-out Buffalo Bills blitz. What's he do? Throws the ball up. A Hail Mary. A wounded duck that looked like a pooch punt. Intended for Jerry Judy, the Broncos wide receiver. And what happens? It falls incomplete. But no. There is this Hammenager, defensive back, Teron Johnson, who just runs into Jared Judy. Runs into him at the 17-yard line. The yellow hankies go out. And there's your ball game, basically, right? But as Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend, with his number two pencil, the Broncos are now just trying to kill the clock, take it down to the final snap of the game, and kick that game-winning field goal. And they do that. The ball is placed down. It's up to the same Hammenager, Will Putz, I mean Will Lutz, all right, who missed one extra point earlier and then also could not get another extra point after a Denver touchdown because 
the holder couldn't grab the football, so he had two botched extra points. And now he's attempting a game-winning field goal from 33 yards out. Lutz, balls down. What happens? Shankopotamus. Wide right. The crowd goes crazy. Bills win. As Lee Corso says, what? Not so fast, my friend. Another yellow hanky on the field. What could this possibly be? Offsides? No, it didn't look like it. No, worse. 12 men on the field. How do you have 12 men on the field? How do you commit a pass interference on a wounded duck? Because you don't have your head turned to see the ball. You want to go ahead and face guard, and you want to run over a wide receiver who had no chance of catching the football. Then you get your second opportunity, and Will Lutz gives the shankopotamus. So now, nah, no good. Flag on the play, 12 men on the field. We get the redo, move the ball five yards closer. Last play of the game, it's down, it's good. Game over, rip up the Buffalo Bills. My good friend Big Al Lorenz was with me at dinner last night. I went to the bar to see the final fiasco. Did you hear some people screaming and yelling from the bar while you were sitting in the restaurant with a fine white tablecloth? Yeah, I don't know if they were screaming bloody murder or if they were screaming for the Broncos. I couldn't figure out which one was which. Now, I know one guy that was in there screaming bloody murder, and I just happened to be pulling out my phone to pull up the score because I knew the game was getting close to being finished. And it still showed 22 to 21 right, with four seconds left. Yes. And then I refreshed, <laughs> and lo and behold, it's 24-22. For the record, I was not screaming. I was at dinner with friends. Some friends from overseas that I've never met before. I want to be on my best behavior. And I had said earlier in the day, when if I lose this game, because remember, I just had money line. I had money line. I had teasers. All, uh, just win, baby. And I said, I'm not going to be upset if they lose, because I didn't think that they would lose to the Denver Broncos. They wouldn't have lost to the Denver Broncos if it wasn't for four turnovers. But I pulled the line out from Digstown. And I said, if I lose this game, I'm a Robbie. I deserve to lose. Classic line from Digstown. And guess what? Yes. You lose. I did. I did. But why did I lose? Because of four turnovers. Josh Allen, two interceptions, one at the end of the half, deep in his own territory. Just ridiculous. Sean McDermott having 12 men on the field. He said this after the game. It is inexcusable. We practice that situation two to three times per week. End quote. Let's change that. Sean McDermott, you need to practice it maybe 12 or 13 times a week. What the hell? A 12 minute in the field? How does that happen? At your home stadium. Monday Night Football. You have the game won. Embarrassing. These bad beats we've seen. The one we just talked about, uh, what, two Thursdays ago. How many fourth down conversions? Three fourth down conversions on the, on the final possession of the game? Oh, sickening football that we are looking at here. And the scream that you heard, Big Al, was from those people who thought that the Bills won because it went wide right. Oh, the, the shake of bottoms. Okay. That, they were screaming with that. I see. And, and I start to march my way back to the table, but I go, not so fast. I want to see F. I want to see final on the board. And then... 
flag. And I go, and that's I what I the was F was doomed. for. I was, yeah, yeah. I, I was doomed. Right. Yeah. And then they kick it again. The other people are going, oh. Murphy's Law, my friend. There was. That was a scream you heard. If it can go wrong, it probably will. <sighs> Buffalo's five and five right now. Oh, they're they're just a fantastic Super Bowl Super they, Bowl bound team. They stink right now. Uh, Josh Allen, eleven interceptions, leads the NFL, and four fumbles on the season. Not good. Now, what do the Buffalo Bills do today? Got to find a scapegoat, right? Not going to get rid of Sean McDermott. Not going to get rid of Josh Allen. No, Ken Dorsey fired today. Ken Dorsey, that name ring a bell? Ken Dorsey, remember him? Yeah, we, quarterback we, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, Miami, Miami Hurricane, Ugh. fired. Joe Brady gets elevated. Buffalo has not scored more than twenty-five points in a football game since Week Four, and now you're going to go Joe Brady. He has offensive coordinator experience. He was at Carolina for one season. Middle of second season, what happened? Fired. Powerhouse. Carolina has a powerhouse offense. Yeah. How is that an improvement? Bringing Joe Brady in for Ken Dorsey. Is it going to get any better for the Buffalo Bills? Highly doubtful. A lot happening in college football right now, as we know, right? Jim Harbaugh did not coach Saturday. Michigan defeated Penn State 24-15. Us against the world mentality. Jim Harbaugh suspended for the rest of the regular season, but... Michigan is inciting injustice. Michigan is saying, we are innocent until proven guilty. You buying that? That's the American way. Is There's the American supposedly? way. And it's funny you use that term, Big Al, American way, because now, you know what Jim Harbaugh came out and said today? Michigan, we are America's team. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> when, when did Michigan become America's team? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Are they the Dallas Cowboys? I, I I don't know what they are. All right. So I'm a surpri- hearing is su- going to take place on Friday. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a, a, a cease and desist order. <laughs> Could be coming. Uh, so a hearing will take place on Friday, and Jim Harbaugh said, I will speak. He wants to be heard. He wants a fair and due process. He said he is speaking. He's got a lot to say here. Jim Harbaugh, Friday. What the heck is this? Now. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. This story, totally blown out of proportion. Media has run with this thing, not knowing what the heck they're talking about. And again, we talked to our good friend Tim Brando yesterday. He was echoing the same thing I said. We talked to Mike Tice, the former head coach of the Vikings, said the same thing on Friday's show. Everyone, just slow your roll with all of this stuff. Are you kidding me? This sign-stealing thing, overrated. Punishment overblown. The process that they went through with this is a total joke. It's a total rush to judgment. There is no due process. And remember, this is taking away from a great college football season that we are having right now. Well, yeah, because you've got six or seven teams that could actually make a case to be in the playoff. Correct? Yes. You've got the two teams here on the West Coast. You've got Florida State. Yep, undefeated. Who, who, who was a lackluster performance on, on Saturday, unfortunately. Yep. But you've got Michigan, Ohio State, but they'll take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And there's and you got a, a lot one of, lo- and, and there's a lot of one loss teams like that can Alabama. Make and no one's playing better than Alabama right now. And too. Louisville. From a, there's another one. Exactly. You know. No, this whole thing is downright ridiculous. And, and people get in love with 
the sign stealing and calling it a scandal and all this. And again, there, there's nothing that says that this has equated to victories or what the details are. Nobody knows what the details are. All right. Like people think they had an entire playbook and they knew exactly, exactly what was coming. Total, total joke. Jim Harbaugh though, he's going to speak on Friday. And now he says, we're America's team. It's got to be America's team. Got to be America's team. America loves a team that, uh, you know, has all the resources and advantages, you know, and still tries to break the rules to find that any little extra advantage. And, you know, there's nothing more American. That's my favorite kind of team. Yeah. Um, cheating, um, lying, and then playing the victim. It doesn't get any more red, white, and blue than that. <laughs> what do you think of Harbaugh? I don't think about Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> he's not he's not on my priority list whatsoever. Hey, Jim Harbaugh is not looking very good. You seen him lately? This guy's aged like 30 years. I was gonna say he looks really old right now. Man, there's a lot of pressure at that school. This guy's a grinder, probably gets no sleep at night. Why does his brother look so good? And he's been in the NFL forever compared to the way Harbaugh looks. And again, people like John Harbaugh. They don't like Jim Harbaugh. And what about Everyone's still thinking that America he's loves. the Raiders' next head coach. I don't think the ownership will have Jim Harbaugh as coach, period. Uh, Speaking of the Raiders. Yes. We were fortunate to be able to attend the game on Sunday. Yes. If that's the best that the NFL could put out, and believe me, the atmosphere, beautiful. I love Allegiant Stadium. I've never been inside of it before. But if those two teams... Our middle-of-the-road NFL teams, I'm glad I don't watch too many games. <laughs> what? What are you talking about, Big Al? I mean, you did not enjoy watching the Battle of Field Goals? You didn't enjoy seven field goals and ten punts? You didn't like that? Oh, I loved it. I loved watching the ball go up in the air and run down. See if it's going to hit the Yeah, the, see if the, the one of them was going to hit the speaker. Yeah. And you know, and I can imagine what the NBC crew was going through when, when the game was back and forth. Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. Punt, 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 punt. I can imagine what Collinsworth and, and Tarika were going through. If they brought their my pillows with, they might have taken, taken a nap. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was a brutal game. What was the worst part about the game? Was it the lack of scoring or the quarterbacks or the fans that you were sitting next to? Oh, the atmosphere, yeah, around us. Oh, my God. These people, they dress up in Raider Con- and, and, hey, you know, whatever trips you trigger. That's what people do. That, that's fine. Every stadium. That's fine. Yeah. But if you dress up and you support a team, know what the hell you're talking about. You know, the fumbles that they had. Automatic reviews, correct? Up in the booth, yeah. And oh, they got to co- and they got to throw the challenge flag. And the coach is thinking about throwing a challenge flag. What is that? Don't people know the rule? You got to know the rules, T. You know, to watch yeah, the game. He's a rookie. Head you got to know the rules. Yeah. And do me a favor, folks. You spend a lot of money for these tickets or seat licenses and different arenas and stuff like that. Leave the kids at home, <laughs> especially the young ones. Well, you don't, you don't like the kids like they're standing on their seat and, and obstructing your view? You know, that's why they make the big Matrix boards so I could watch the game. You know, because I had no rooting interest and I had no betting interest. Yeah. So. The, Wait, you went to a game and you didn't have any action on it? No action. I can't bet on two pathetic teams. 
It was a tough game to handicap. Tough Definitely. Game. Tough game to bet. Tough game to stomach. Tough game for everything else. Tough game to watch. All right. Back to more college football. Jimbo Fisher fired at Texas A&M. Ross Bjork said it was his decision, the athletic director, to fire Fisher. Said the program is stuck in neutral. Said he called Texas A&M interim president Mark Welsh after the loss to Ole Miss going back last week and said we need to have a meeting. They had a meeting on Thursday. So their mind was made up well before the game this past Saturday where Texas A&M drill-pressed Mississippi State. 51 to 10. How about you just win by 41 points? You get your sixth victory. You're bowl eligible. You're thinking, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, no, uh, we need you to come down to Kyle Field. We're having a meeting at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. Well, that doesn't sound too good. Yes, Bjork said the assessment that I delivered was that we are not reaching our full potential. We are not in the championship conversation and something was not quite right about our direction and the plan. We should be relevant and on the national scene. Relevant? Yes. But they're not on the national scene. They're not Alabama as much as they want to be. They're not Michigan. They're not Ohio State. They're not even USC on a bad year or Penn State or LSU or Florida State, or Auburn, or Miami, or Oklahoma. They're Texas A&M. I get it. You want to win national championships. You want to win conference championships. But it's probably not going to happen when you're in the SEC. Heck, you should have stayed in the Big 12. And the the expectations of, we've got Jimbo Fishers. Right. So his, you know, his resume preceded him into, into Texas and... It's a different recruiting, different recruiting all along. The hire was a mistake, not in terms of what he did at Florida State, but what you thought he would do, and more importantly, what you paid him. Fisher's 26 and 10. He was 26 and 10 in his first three years. Finished number four at the end of 2020. The second highest ranking ever for the program. Only won one national championship back in 1939. I believe you're two years old at that time, Al. Uh, uh, yeah. Just over the last three seasons, though, Jimbo is 19 and 15, including a current nine-game road losing streak. They're six and four overall this year, and Fisher's dismissal is going to cost the school 76 million dollars to buy out his contract, nearly triple the highest known previous coaching contract at a public school. Fisher is owed $19.2 million within 60 days, and then $7.2 million annually. Annually. This is like Bobby, Bobby Bonilla Day, July the 1st. Big check through 2031. Beautiful. Eight more years. I want to be his agent. <laughs> no offset or mitigation on these payments, and the annual payments start 120 days after his termination, which took place Yesterday, Well, actually, technically Sunday. So Fisher was given a 10-year deal, $75 million, fully guaranteed in December of 2017, and then they re-upped them in 2021. This, The college coaches and what they're making is out of control. Well, that's what happens. There's no cap hit. There's no nothing. Yeah. So what do they do to pay the 70, guy, 70 million to this guy? They're going to raise tuition. They raise tuition. Or... You go find another rich Texas oilman. Absolutely. There you go. Give, give go find season, another Jed Clampett. Give him season tickets. Bring him in the limousine with the with the Longhorns in the front and let him go. Other college football news that Mississippi State fired 
their head coach, Zach Arnett, in his second season. The ironic part about that, if you listen to who Texas A&M beat, Mississippi State, first time two coaches from the same game got the axe. Well, there you go. There you go. That would go down in the record book. What's this guy's name? Zach Arnett. That's the only reason he'd ever be in the record books. <laughs> How about that? These two teams play each other in the middle of the season, and both head coaches get fired after the game. Now, is Mississippi State Bowl eligible or do they stink? Four and six right now. They got a shot. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, there'll be plenty of the, 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 the smaller bowls that would love to have a six, six hey, team. If we, if, if we have a Bahamas Bowl, why can't we have a Curacao Bowl? Can we do that? No. I like that. All right, those are some terrible Tuesday takes.